Welcome. Thanks for tuning in wherever you are in the world. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, um, good evening. Good night is more of like always like a bye kind of thing. You don't say good night as a hello, but a good, good, good day to all of you. Um, glad that you're here. This is the Prayer Revolution. Um, I'm Doyle Grogadas, and I'm here with my good friend and uh, spiritual brother, Veer Bajaramdas. Um, and we're here to bring the mood of prayer into our everyday life. Um, and so Veer Bajar is going to lead us in a short little uh, meditation, prayer, and then we're going to talk about it for 30 minutes because that's what we do. Sound like a good idea? Any objections? Sure. Any objections from the audience? You're all on mute anyway, so we wouldn't hear you, but okay, no objections here. Let's do it. Super grateful. Give a little, a little shout out to um, Mama Mulika. Love getting mm. to see her name pop up. My, my dear mother in, in love. My, not my mother-in-law, but my mother in love. Mm. And uh, all you guys, grateful to be with you this morning. I was listening to a song uh, this morning that my godfather Arjun shared with me. A beautiful, beautiful song. It was composed by um, Ravi Shankar and George Harrison. And and then Nora Jones, she, uh, daughter of Ravi, Ravi Shankar, um, she did uh, another version of it. It's just so soul turning, churning, you know, so um, just the, the, the perfect mood for this morning for me personally. So I'd love to share that with you guys. And if you're not familiar with prayer, then uh, and you're joining them for the first time, just get comfortable uh, wherever you are right now. Just pause your life for a few moments get into a comfortable seat, or even if you're standing, just pause and stop whatever you're doing right now and start taking some nice deep breaths. You can close your eyes, you can bring your palms to your heart if that feels comfortable for you. Just get into a space of receiving. Prayer is a universal language of our individual heart connecting with our divine beloved, with our source our higher power, no matter what our religious background, social background, no matter what our skin color is, no matter what situation we're in right now, emotionally, psychologically, physically, no matter what our situation is, that we can reconnect. And through that reconnection, we can experience the fulfillment of the soul. We can experience, experience spiritual connection and fulfillment. And so we're just getting into a space right now to receive grace, soften your body, Soften your mind, stay connected to your breath, and just get into the space of receiving, knowing that there's a grace-filled energy that is gonna enter into your consciousness and enter into your heart right now. That's our intention. I'm missing you. Oh my Lord Krishna, where are you? I can't see you. I hear your flute all the while. Please come wipe my tears and make me smile. My dear Lord, sometimes I feel connected to you and sometimes I don't. Let me know that life itself is your flute playing. Let me know that each moment that I exist, that is part of your dance, that is part of our eternal connection, it's part of your bigger plan. Life itself is your flute playing. Help me to connect to that. Even though I don't see you, I miss you. 
Sometimes I don't feel connected to you. Help me to trust that you're with me always. And help me to really lean into my relationship with you. As I pray right now, let me pray with all of my heart. Let my heart churn so that I feel closer to you, that I'm exercising and I'm doing everything I can to connect with you, to give myself to you. Please help me to have faith and help me to trust that you are with me right now, that you're with all of us in your unique and individual way. Please help us to hear your flute playing through every moment of our life, knowing that you are orchestrating each moment, each day, each happening to bring us closer to you, to bring us closer to that eternal life, to that boundless love, to the joy of the soul that we are so much seeking. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama. Thank you, Peter. Thank you, Thank you so much for sharing that, appreciating that, that hope, that light, that encouragement. What were, uh, what was your inspiration of sharing that with us this morning? Where you're at? Where's your heart at this morning? Well, um, my inspiration for sharing it was I, I have to give the credit to Arjuna for sure because um, he shared it with me. <laughs> so give a shout out to where 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 it is uh, it belongs. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I just, I'm actually just going to sing it to you guys real quick and, and, and let, let it flow from there. Is, mm. um, I'm missing you, oh Krishna, where are you? I can't see you, I hear your flute all the while. Please come wipe my tears and make me smile. And uh, yeah, and so, you know, Nora Jones is an angel. I haven't listened to her much, but listening to her sing just made me want to go and start spinning around in circles on the roof and calling out to the Lord. And so, yeah, and I guess, you know, it was a perfect... Um, it was really like a perfect medicine for me. And you know, why, um, why it was so touching to me this morning, I think specifically is that I, in my meditation, in my practice today, in my prayer was, was um, just recognizing, I don't feel a closeness with God and just recognizing mm. that I'm chanting and I'm praying, but I don't feel a rapture, a rapturous closeness with God. I'm chanting and I'm, mm. I'm doing the best that I can to, to, you know, sit down and be with God, you know, but I'm not, I'm not having this expansive, you know, connection where I, I really feel mm. that, 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 that closeness. And so I was, I was like, you know, I was just like, okay, what am I going to do about that? You know, mm. what am I going to do about that? And I just recognized like, okay, I've meditated for, for so many years on and off my whole life. I've meditated. And, and what was coming to me was kind of like, you know, I've been gardening on the roof and, and pulling weeds and, and it's amazing because I'm pulling all these weeds and we, we usually have a whole crew come and, and replant the, the rooftop garden. But 
just by pulling the weeds, I'm churning the soil. And, and I'm seeing like, I, like day after day, and I'm seeing like, oh my God, there's all these sunflower sprouts that are just coming up from mm. last season. And there's all these marigold sprouts that are just, they're just coming up from last season. Like mm. we didn't plan them, we didn't do anything. And, um, you know, the mint is coming back and the strawberries and like, there's all this like magic like mm. happening. I'm like, I, I just was pulling weeds. I didn't even plant anything. And I'm seeing all these like, like a whole yeah. flower garden, a whole flower garden is, is, start, is, is being given life and being given yeah. space to breathe and to, to, um, to actually flourish. Yeah. And, and so I was feeling like in my, my meditation today that, you know, okay, I'm not feeling that closeness with God. What am I going to mm. do about it? You know, am I just, is it kind of like, and it almost felt like it's like I could walk through the garden and okay, I'm with God, right? I'm, I'm walking through the garden. But what about churning the soil? And, mm. and I felt like that, you know, walking through the garden is beautiful and it's commendable and it's, it's amazing to just mm. sit down and just be with God each day, you know, you know, but, but also like that I can do more, you know, mm. just recognizing like I can do more. Like I'm, 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 I'm too passive in my relationship with God. I'm too passive. I'm, I'm kind of sitting back waiting for like this, this, you know, experience to somehow or other from outside kind of come in and, and transform my heart, my consciousness, but mm. I have the opportunity in my meditation. How much am I digging? How much do I want to turn that soil? How much do I really want that connection? Or is mm. it just kind of like, it's a little passive kind of going through a meditative practice and how much do I want it? How mm. much am I actually looking to connect? And, and so I felt, you know, I felt that, that shift and that transformation in my meditation of like, starting to actually dig you know like where mm. I'm, not, I'm not just like putting mantras on my tongue and trying to hear them but like i mm. want a closeness with the divine i want a closeness with god mm -hmm. I'm, I'm i'm hungry for that i'm, I'm suffering mm. without it you know and i'm feeling that um you know that that urgency actually that mm. there's so much more that i could do there's so much more that i could do and so mm. As I dug in a little bit more and, and, and really just, you know, like going from a more kind of passive meditation to really like a yearning and a calling out and, and, and asking for that connection, asking for mm. that, that, um, that divine closeness, then I started to, started to feel it, you know, I started to feel my heart softening, I started to feel a, a more of a closeness mm. and I started, you know, feel those tears and feel that emotion and feel that the longing that actually what I'm looking for in my life is mm. this but somehow mm. or other i just don't give my heart fully to it i don't give myself fully to this relationship mm. and that it's everything i'm looking for and, the, and, and as i just start to take one step closer and i start to turn that soil of my heart man it's it's so fulfilling it's so mm. satisfying so love it i was thinking of um when i took my yoga teacher training i um I learned something when you're studying like yoga anatomy and, and so much of, of yoga practice asana is um, correlated with the breath, with our breathing. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we breathe in and we breathe out and, and the contortions of the body of twisting or stretching or bending, et cetera. So much of it is paying attention to sometimes we'll say like the three parts breath, your lower, your lower belly, your mid chest, your mid belly and, and your chest and breathing from those places. And, and, when you, it's it's you're opening up space for air to come in and 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 you're you're exhaling stale air out and it's 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 removing toxins and bringing in fresh energy in that whole process and and um 
and we learned that um, that when we breathe, we think that actually I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sucking air in and I'm pushing air out, but actually we're not pushing or pull. This is what at least the yoga anatomy book was telling me that I thought was fascinating is that you're literally just using your muscles to create space in your stomach. And then just literally the force of gravity and atmospheric pressure just fills that space with air. Just like if you open up a bottle, air will naturally come in. The bottle isn't sucking air into it. You just open up the, the cap and air comes in. And then if you, when you're literally, you're not, you're not pushing, you're not pushing air out. You're literally just closing the space in your, in your, in your, in your stomach cavity and the air is coming out. So it's like, it's literally just creating space and then air just by atmospheric pressure just pours into your body, you know? And so I was thinking like kind of what you're saying of like, it's, it's how much am I creating space for divine guidance and love to come into my life. But sometimes I don't have to do this extraneous thing to like pull it or bring it in. I just have to kind of just remove the things that I'm distracted by. And that naturally, cause love, love is in the air. Don't mean to be cliche, but like God's guidance, God's voice, Krishna's flute, as you were saying, is always calling to us. We just can't hear it, you know, because there's just, we're just there's just too many noises and distractions that are going on in my life. So it's like, oh, if I just put down some of the things that I'm so preoccupied with naturally, just like creating space for air in my belly, that 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 voice will start to flood into my life. You know, mm-hmm. so I was kind of thinking of that as you were, as you were saying, like looking around, seeing the strawberries and the mint and just noticing things that maybe weren't there before, that there's magic all around. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it's just beautiful that just, just, it's just, it's just creating space for those things to be there. You got me breathing. I just started doing pranayama when I was listening yeah, to you and I was going, loves to breathe. Go, going into a rapturous state of presence. And I was like, oh, I, I better, I better kind of stay here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start going into a meditative zone and forget we're on, forget we're on a call. Stay with me. Stay with me, Vera. Stay with me. I'm with you. I'm with you, Bob. I'm with you. And uh, it's, it's so, you know, I, I love it. I love the divine synchronicity when we're connecting and, and just sharing from our hearts. And like, mm. you know, the, the, the fact that you're bringing in breath and bringing in presence and bringing in this, this spaciousness to allow God's energy to flow into our life. And uh, last night we, we had a community group and um, we were, we, we were talking about presence. We we're talking about being and, mm-hmm. and something that's, that's, uh, that's so um, somehow like it's, it seems like it's this, 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 like it's so absent, right. To actually be in a rapturous state of presence, to be fully here right now, like the mind not to be jumping and, and measuring and weighing and that, it's like constantly like processing and, and uh, creating a, a whole other experience aside from like what is just purely happening right now. And so mm-hmm. we, uh, we were talking about being and talking about being and we're like, you know what, let's, let's just breathe. Let's actually just start to tap into the present moment and, and, and experience the present moment to actually be in that for a few minutes together. And, and we started practicing pranayama. And you could just see everybody, you know, that, that rapture that we're seeking, the rapture that we're seeking in mm. a future pleasure and, a, and an idea of happiness and fulfillment down the road or, you know, the, the regrets and neglects or, or the measuring and weighing that we do based mm. off our past, you know, I experienced pleasure in this way and that way. And now, you know, that's kind of, that, that is uh, becoming the, 
the future projection of where I'm going to get pleasure and happiness again, but it's right here. We we're talking about it yesterday, right? We we're talking about it in our, our call. It's right here mm. with us right now. You know, this moment is the only way we can experience a higher power. This mm. moment right now is the only way that in a relationship we can experience a rapture. We can experience love right now in this moment is the only way that we can experience vitality and health and energy moving through our body, feeling alive and feeling connected. And so, you know, you bringing that in, it's just like, you know, how can we, and so much of it is in the mind. So much of it is, um, you know, is, is the practice of breath, the practice of presence, the practice mm. of being and actually entering into that enough throughout our day Mm. That we're able, we're able to feel a closeness with the divine. We're able to feel a closeness with what's taking place right in front of us. Yeah. The, 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 the flute that's playing, the, the divine unfoldment of a conversation with a friend or just the rapture of cooking a meal, whatever it is. There's, mm. there's so much that's happening that if we're not present, we're just missing life. Mm. And, and I was saying that, I was like, I was like I'm, I've missed so much of life. Like I've missed out on the party so much, you know? projecting you know happiness into the future or you know being in a state that it's like something outside needs to change and then i'll be happy you know really kind of yeah. kind of uh you know putting my happiness in the hands of of other people and putting my happiness in the hands of circumstance but actually mm. fulfillment and, and that connection i'm seeking is, is it's in the moment right now and mm. so you you brought me into that moment bob feeling yeah. feeling that 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 closeness and that connection with all you guys Beautiful, loving it. I'm. Um, I was thinking of all of these, all of these different verses from Bhagavad Gita or or, um, or uh, Srimad Bhagavatam, and uh, there's this idea of um, t. This 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 phrase comes up very oftentimes in various places in Srimad Bhagavatam, where bhakti yoga is called tivrena bhakti yogena. Tivrena means like fierce or like mm-hmm. strong. You know, and so we like we have these verses. It'll say like at the end of the third canto, Shrimad Bhagavatam, it'll say, "Therefore, persons whose minds are fixed on the Lord engage in the intensive practice of devotional service. That is the only means for attainment of the final perfection of life." And the Sanskrit says, "Tivrena bhakti yogena." Or in the second canto is another, a person who has broader intelligence, whether they be full of all material desire, without any material desire, or desiring liberation must by all means worship the supreme whole, the personality of Godhead. And the same words are used, Tivrena Bhakti Yogena. So this kind mm-hmm. of, this, this word Tivra is, is sometimes referred to as, as fierce or Srila Prabhupada in the purport says, this implies that Bhakti Yoga may be perfectly administered without any mixture of karma and jnana or like material desires or intellectual speculation. It says, as the unmixed sun ray is very forceful, and therefore called Tivra. Similarly, unmixed bhakti yoga of hearing, chanting, etc., may be performed by one and all, regardless of inner motive. And as you were kind of speaking earlier this morning about like, oh, like I could always, I could always do more in a sense, you know, um, just, just in a feeling, it's not like necessarily I could do more in terms of externally even, like, oh, I gotta fill my, I gotta like, I gotta work harder. I got to like physically exert myself more. But I think that that Tivrena Bhakti, that fierceness of devotion is I could always give more of my heart. Mm. I could always bring more of myself to the table mm. because it's, it's complete absorption that we're looking for. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're not looking for a half-ass relationship. 
We're looking for like that full absorption. I mean, and that's ultimately samadhi. That's the, that's the meaning of the word is samadhi is complete absorption. Mm. And so um, we want to, we want to swim. We want to drown ourselves in an ocean of love and experience. Mm. And, you know, we kind of all have that experience of what it's like to be on, be with somebody. I'm, I'm the biggest culprit of this than anybody. You're with somebody and they're just not there. They're half listening to you. You know, especially you can see it on Zoom, like now more and more on Zoom. It's like, ever, ever watch somebody on Zoom and like you and then you can like, you can tell they're not listening. They're just like, they're like, they're surfing. They're looking at something else during the meeting. <laughs> they're surfing channels. They're looking up jokes. They're taking notes about something else. And it's just like, you can see their, like, you get that look on Zoom, it's like their eyes kind of glaze, you know, and they're like, you could tell like, <laughs> dude, you're not, what are you, what are you surfing on your internet right now? You know, and so um, it's it's you can tell when someone's but they're listening and they're like oh I could I could repeat what you said it's like okay you have you've learned how to pay attention to what I'm saying enough that you can repeat but were you really present here mm -hmm. you know what I mean mm -hmm. and I think that's a meditation that we bring into every moment of our spiritual life it's like oh, am I just coasting through I'm doing my service I'm doing my practice I'm doing my meditation I'm doing my prayers whatever it is but am I really fully bringing my heart. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the sense of like, ugh, like I could always do more. It's not like I'm not doing enough, but it's like, I want to feel that fullness of experience. So I'm going to have to bring my full consciousness and heart. And it's, 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 um, it's notions that it's not about listening. It's about being present. It's about being mm -hmm. very present. And so I think that that's, you know, that's, and that's, that's, we're the only ones that can gauge that. Mm -hmm. We're the only ones. It's, I remember when I was in uh, junior high, we would run, uh, we would run track. You know, we had to run a mile, and there was this like, this this whole like, kind of not like an obstacle, but this whole way. Like our 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 PE teacher tracked out this route that added up to a mile, and we'd all run. And uh, and some people love it. I hate. I've never been a runner. I've hated running. My wife is a runner. She loves to run. It's like a meditation. She runs for miles. I just like, what, 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 what's the point of this? You know, when is this going to finish? And so, um, but, uh, but anyway, so we would run and there was a friend of mine who would run. I still remember his name was Drew. I don't remember his last name. His name was Drew. And, you know, we would run and we would always cut corners in the, uh, to, 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 to the, to, you know, to just kind of cut corners to get to the end of the mile. But he never cut corners. He was always just like slow and steady. And he would always say to us, you're only cheating yourself. You're only cheating yourself. And I was like, I don't mind cheating myself. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. But but you don't you only cheat yourself. And it's like, and I think that's that's the that's the the sort of the the linchpin of spiritual life. Mm. You know I mean, where where we get to a place of like, I'm not doing this for anybody else mm -hmm. other than myself. Mm -hmm. you know I mean, I'm 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 here for myself. I'm pushing myself for myself, and I'm not doing this to get some sort of gold star of approval like look at how sincere this person is spiritually i'm here because i'm looking to perform tivrena bhakti fierce focused devotion because i want that experience and the effort is sometimes seen by nobody other than yourself and krishna and the reward is experienced by nobody else other than yourself and krishna and that's hard because we don't live in a culture that supports it we live in a culture where it's like post it all online get followers and comments for it, um, you know, get rewarded for it, get paid for it. You know, we reward certain types of endeavors mm -hmm. in the world. And we learn, we adapt. What are the kinds of endeavors that are gonna get me the rewards? Mm -hmm. And so, um, 
it takes a lot to a lot of inner confidence, uh, determination, and ultimately we need support. We need support from people who are endeavoring for the same things. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that uh, that's the question every day. It's like, how can I bring a, a more a, a greater fullness of heart? Because mm -hmm. that's what Krishna's looking for at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. He's looking for your heart. Mm -hmm. He loves your yeah. heart, Veer. And I know, I just, when you were saying that, I was just thinking the exact same thing. He loves your heart, DG. He loves all of our hearts, right? And it's just this, this unique and individual experience of love with the divine that it's unique to each and every one of us. That mm. you're, the flavor of love that you bring to the table in the relationship with the divine, with your higher power, is unique. You know, it's, it's, it's quality is unique. Mm. My, my love for God at its most perfected stage and your love for God at your most perfected stage, there's a specific flavor and fragrance and taste that, that God is eager for, that God is eager to taste that love. Yeah. You know? And so, and, and, and I'm, I'm appreciating it's like, okay, now for myself, I want to be that eager. I want to be as eager as God is to share that love and to reconnect mm. in that way. And, and, and I love that, you, that you're pointing at it's not external, DG, and, and that it's uh, wherever we're at right now, it is, it is, it is uh, internal. The process is internal. We're, yeah. we're, we're practicing meditation or we're doing kirtan or prayer. I'm using my, my, my speech and I'm using my mm. physical body as a structure to help to actually communicate and connect with the soul and with our, our yeah. with the divine. And so I'm using all this, this matter and these material structures to reconnect, but internally what's happening in the soul, mm. what's happening in the heart is a churning that I'm churning a garden. Exactly. I'm turning that soil over and I'm preparing that garden. I'm pulling the weeds out and I'm allowing for the freshness of life to come in. So those, 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 uh, flowers can blossom in our love and our eagerness to connect with the divine. So mm. that's, that's, I'm appreciating that. And just that, that meditation, it's so, it's so powerful. I've got, got dirt underneath my fingernails from yeah. digging, digging in the garden yesterday. And, you know, just being with that, like, wow, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm in a churning process, right? I'm in a mm. garden. I'm, I'm churning the soil. The flowers will blossom. The mango tree will flourish. Like, yes, yeah. let me stay in this process of really churning my heart and, and mm -hmm. show and, and and showing myself. And I, I love this uh, another another Godfather quote. He's given me so much in my life. Be selfish to be selfless. And then I heard you saying that. It's like I'm mm -hmm. doing this for me. I'm doing this for my soul. I want pleasure. I'm seeking pleasure. Like. All be honest, like we all are seeking pleasure, and that's okay because mm. that's the that is the nature of our soul. So let's be selfish so that, and like what you were saying, right? It's like when we're in that consciousness where we're feeling a closeness with God, we're feeling connection with ourselves spiritually. What comes from that is a selflessness. What mm. comes from that is is a flourishing mango tree with way more mangoes than we will ever be able to eat, or our immediate family and friends. We'll be able to share that and spread that to so many people that are looking for that that mm. mango pulp. They're looking for that juiciness and that connection and that mm. fulfillment as well. We can share that because we're experiencing yeah. it. Be selfish to be selfless. I love that. I'm gonna take that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I I remember I'm doing this hundred day project right now and I'm just kind of like sharing sharing stories. I've been reflecting on um, a time in my life where I spent I spent in a, in an Al-Anon program, Al-Anon ACUA, which is for people growing up or families or loved ones of people who grew up in an alcoholic home. My father was an alcoholic 
And, um, and I remember people, I just loved listening to people's stories. And what I loved most about being in those meetings in those rooms is that everybody there had this realization or this, this dawning or this, this, this learning of nothing in my life needs to necessarily change in order for me to be happy. Like I am the controller of my own happiness. And I've, and I've used to blame it on everything else. It's my parents. It's my husband. It's my, if my husband just stops drinking, everything will be better in my life. Mm-hmm. If my wife st- just starts doing this, then I'll actually be happy. If my kids would just learn too, then I'd be happy. If my parents would just stop, then I'd be happy. And I specific, there's one particular guy that I remember his story. And he was just this little bit older than me, kind of like a, you know, just like a jolly go lucky kind of guy. I'd like being around him. And he told the story about, you know, you know, for people who grew up in alcoholic homes and sometimes, you know, family gatherings are really tough. You know, the holidays are things that people don't always look forward to, you know, I'm going to go spend time with my family, you know. And um, he would say, I'd always, you know, be around my family. And you know, he was sober and he said, they'd get drunk and they would say this and then they'd get ugly. And I would just, I would just hate being around them, you know. And he just said, like, you know, I realized that actually I can change that just internally. And he said, after years of working on myself, I go visit my family. He said, they're still the same way. They're the same people. I'm just happy. Like, I just, I just realized that, like, the only thing I have control over is how I change myself. Mm-hmm. You know, that may mean I may need to create certain boundaries around other people. But it's, it's letting go of that idea that the people around me need to change in order for me to experience happiness. Mm-hmm. And I think that similarly also like in our spiritual lives, it's, you know, it's so easy for me, you know, it's so easy for me, like where there's, there's this funny, um, there's this funny Brene Brown cartoon, Brene Brown. Uh, she says like, you know, she tells this story about like shame and blame. And there's a story where she, she like spilled her coffee in the morning. And the first thing she thought was her husband's name. I think her husband's name is Scott. The first thought that came to her mind when she spoke her coffee was, damn it, Scott. You know, <laughs> and she went through this whole thing of like, it's because he did this. And then because I, and that led me to be where I was. And then I was rushed. And then I spilled my coffee. You know what I mean? And so yeah. she was like, she's like letting go of the idea. Like, oh my God. And I, I think about that for myself. Like if I'm struggling in my spirit, like, like if I'm having a late morning and I didn't get my practice, it's like, it's so easy for me to just be like, blame my wife. I mean, I just like, I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, you know, if my, if, if, if my wife was more supportive, if my husband was more supportive, you know what I mean? Then I was like, no, it's like, go to bed early and wake up, you buffoon, you know, it's like, take ownership, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's so easy to blame our spouse or our children or our parents or our friends or, or it's my job. I have this job, I have this job, it's a material job. It's like getting away. Okay. Then quit your job or learn to adapt mm-hmm. somewhere. You know what I mean? And so it's like, I am the owner of my mm-hmm. spiritual experience. Mm-hmm. And that puts me in the driver's seat. My, my wife is saying, yes, love, with a, with a laughing emoji. She's like, take ownership of your life, you big goof, goof. <laughs> and so, but you know what I mean? It's, 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 it's you know, and so, um, so anyways, you know, that's, that, that's where we're at today. But I just, what you're saying, I love that idea of owning my own spiritual experience and uh, that nothing in my life needs to necessarily change or if there are things that can change change them and if something that i can't change that means that it must not be that necessary in order for me to practice my spiritual i can still engage my my inner landscape scape is mine to is my inner landscape is mine to shape you know mm-hmm. so let's Beautiful. let's shape it inner landscape is mine to shape 
love DJ. Thank you so much. And 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 uh, I guess for us, we all have, let's let's all shape it today. When we go into our prayer, when we go into our conversations, the people we connect, whatever situation we're going into, our work or the day ahead, when we're looking at our to-do list and we're looking at what do we want to do today that brings us closer to ourselves, to our higher power. Let's shape that and let's churn that and let's show up a hundred percent to it. Let's show up a hundred percent to those experiences. Get in the soil, get your hands dirty, dig into it, give it, give it your all. Let's do that. Let's give that to give ourselves it. today. Give it. Love you so much, Vera. Love you guys also so much for tuning in. We love you guys. I, I hate signing off every day and, and not seeing you guys. Uh, look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Please join us every day. We're here, Instagram Live. We're here on Zoom. Um, we're posting all of these. If you go to bhaktisender.org slash online, you can see our podcast channels we have on SoundCloud and YouTube right now. We're posting these recordings. So if you want to share them with friends or listen to them at a later time, we're going to stop posting them to our Instagram live stories just so we can push all you guys to our podcast channels. And um, if you'd like to join us live on Zoom, just find us on the Bucky Center website. You can check out our Zoom link. And uh, we'd love to have you join us there as well. Um, all of that said, have a great day, great evening, great morning, and we'll see you tomorrow. Yeah? Love you. Love you guys. Adi. Adi, adi.